Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much for joining us again. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Claire Grace this morning. She's uh, joining us here from a company called Parexcel, their leading clinical research organization. She's joining us to discuss a report titled Discussions on Diversity, that it's going to include a, a few takeaways regarding candid discussions on the topic of racial and ethnic diversity in clinical trials. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Claire Grace. Thank you so much for having me today. Give us a bit of your professional background and then talk briefly about your role there at Parexcel. So I am Chief Patient Officer at Parexcel International. We're a large uh, clinical research organization that specializes in running clinical trials for biopharma companies. My background is in electrical oncology. I'm a scientist by training. I have over 20 years of experience in clinical trials, um, running clinical trials in all sorts of different therapeutic areas and different conditions, and also um, in many different countries around the globe. Was this report um, generated by Parexcel? This report was generated by Parexcel. It consists of two parts of the research. The first is qualitative research, where we brought a group of physicians and patients from very diverse backgrounds together to really understand in depth some of the challenges that exist in ensuring effective representation of different groups of patients in clinical research. And we supplemented that with a large qualitative research where we surveyed nearly 2,000 respondents across a broad range of different racial and ethnic groups in the United States, but also in Canada and the United Kingdom and several different countries within Europe um, and Latin America. And so from that, we were able to glean really insightful and important um, insights into the challenges and some of the barriers that exist in ensuring that we can include diverse populations in clinical research. Well, one would think that clinical research, you just throw out a a wide net and those who respond, respond, and you pick from them. What are some of the problems that cause this gap in diversity? You know, there's there's lots of different issues, but I think you can probably categorize those issues into three key groups of barriers, if you like, or challenges. Mm -hmm. The first is that often the medical and scientific criteria for the study are very limited and very highly controlled. And so that means only a small proportion of patients with that particular condition are eligible to enter that clinical study. So the first is sort of medical and scientific elements of the study can create barriers. The second are the logistical um, challenges. Clinical research is very, it's quite intense. Um, it involves a lot of assessments, it involves a lot of visits with the healthcare practitioners of different types. And so that poses a lot of logistical challenges in time, travel, um, and intensity of research that, that create challenges for people to participate. And then the third area is really behavioral and cultural um, challenges. There's um, some communities that have huge trust challenges within the healthcare environment due to um, historical events that have occurred. There are cultures that where talking about health in general and challenges with your health is not considered appropriate and it's taboo. And so there are real um, sort of cultural and behavioral sort of trust issues and challenges that some groups of patients need to overcome. Which of these three criteria was was most focused on uh, or most revealing within this uh, discussion? 
one of the areas we did focus on heavily was the area of um, behavioural and cultural challenges within this particular report and in this research. And we found some really interesting pieces that came out um, within the research that we did. Predominantly, the need to really build trust with not just the healthcare community and healthcare practitioners, but also with the community itself and um, integrating the health care community and the and the general community together. That was thought to be really critical in really um, engaging and recruiting participants from communities that have historically been underrepresented in clinical research due to you know numerous challenges around historical issues and, and, and issues around um, you know sort of health equity and uh, and access to healthcare. In addition we looked at things like mistrust of medicine, you know there is a lot of mistrust and scepticism of research in some communities and that can be attributed to things like fear of placebo, again the historic events and, and also limited understanding of um, on the part of the healthcare team of some of the um, cultural sensitivities that some racial and ethnic groups have and I think we've all seen and, and come a long way actually in, in recent months around the COVID-19 pandemic which has really highlighted some of those disparities and enabled us to create awareness I think in the, in the greater community that research needs to be representative of the overall um, population and that you know many diseases do have different um, different elements or, or different challenges and different subpopulations if you like you know um, and so I think we've been able within this re this uh, report to look at some of the challenges um, that have been highlighted through the COVID-19 pandemic. Did the report look into some of the mistrust or, um, you know, the, the taboo associated with mistrust of the medical community? Did it look at uh, whether that distrust was um, based in being a member of a perceived group that has been uh, disparaged or the knowledge that there has been these disparities at all among any group at all? Um, yes, it did. And that output was the mix, as you'd imagine, for different individuals. You know, everyone is an individual person with their own um, historical experience and they bring their own um, experience of healthcare mm -hmm. and their community with them. So, yes, absolutely, it did look into that. Um, and that mistrust, if you like, came from a couple of key areas. The first was historical events that happened and some of the atrocities that have happened in the past many years ago with certain um, racial ethnic groups around research and healthcare as a whole. Um, and, and certainly that was a factor. A second factor was the fear of placebos and, um, you know, often clinical research you're comparing it to placebo, not always, but often. And there was a fear around the understanding of that and, and whether patients would be you know, um, randomised to placebo. Mm -hmm. And then thirdly, there was also a fear that it comes more out of, I think, of um, lack of um, education within those communities um, in terms of, you know, health equity and access to healthcare and, and treatment options, and really that we need to do a much better job of providing that information out to those communities. Um, and so that's understanding of you know how 
healthcare, how to access healthcare, the different options that are there certainly played a part in that, uh, that mistrust. When it comes to ensuring clinical trials are equitable and ensuring the appropriate, uh, as you say, representation among physicians and clinical trial uh, research administrators, what part can the pharmaceutical companies play? I mean, they're usually extremely involved in the trials. Absolutely, they are. And there's many things that we can do. I think, first of all, um, one of the key things to ensure that we can include diverse patient populations is the finding that many patients, um, no matter what background you are from, relate most and prefer to be um, part of a healthcare team that is like them, whether that's in age, gender, race and ethnicity and, and cultural background, religion. But most people like to be treated by a team or, or individuals who are similar to themselves. And so that means it's really important as we are selecting physicians and their teams to run clinical research, we are ensuring that those teams do have effective representation of all of those different communities. And that also that they you know, where, they, where that isn't as, um, as well evident and isn't as, as um, you know, where sites aren't able to have a full team that, that covers all different, you know, race, ethnicity, genders, ages, which is understandable, but that those teams have had the, um, the correct cultural training and, back, and they understand the background and the, and the, um, the cultural nuances of the different groups. That's really, really important. So that's the first thing that the industry can do. I think the second piece is really around reaching out to the community to make the community, the wider community, aware of clinical research and the need for it. Um, it's really important that the pharmaceutical industry is able to ensure um, that we do several things to, to include patients from all different backgrounds. One of those is ensuring that the the teams that run the trials at site represent the community around them from, from race, ethnicity, cultural background, religion, age, gender. That's really important. And if they're not able to fully represent that community, then it's important that they have the appropriate cultural training to do so. Where can our listeners go online and get some more information about uh, your organization, ParXL, and possibly um, see the takeaways from these discussions on diversity that we've been talking about? Anybody can go to the ParXL website, which is www.parxl.com, and search discussions on diversity, and they'll be able to see all of this data and information um, and browse it at their leisure. Again, that website is www.parxl.com, P A R E. XEL.com. Dr. Grace, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Claire Grace, Chief Patient Officer at ParXL. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.